So uh, welcome to another episode of the Go With John Show. Today, we have uh, Julie Holly joining us from snowy Idaho. Welcome, Julie. Hey, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you taking time uh, out of your day to uh, come and chat with us. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of what, what drives you every day. Oh my gosh, man, I, there's not a day I haven't been driven and I unleashed all of my, I, I found the synergy when I found um, apartment syndication and through that syndication process, I also discovered high performance coaching and I just felt God put all of my worlds all together. It was like, we imagine living in a snow, since I'm in a snow globe, it is snowing like Jesus, just been snowing for days, right? Where I live. And so just imagine being in a snow globe that is just still and stagnant. And it's like cute little scene in there. And then a little kid comes up and just starts shaking the snow globe. And it's all everything everywhere. That's what happened when I discovered syndication and high performance coaching. It was like all of my everything, all my potential, all of my purpose, all of my skills, talents, and everything that had been, you know, um, created over the course of 20 years all came together for this amazing, powerful opportunity. So it's like every day, I mean, I still lived with purpose and intention before then, but it was more that pursuit of, I know I'm on the right path um, and the trajectory. And then everything just was harnessed. It's like, this is it. Finally, I'm so happy. And so now, I mean, I love it. I serve investors. We've placed um, our precious conscious investors have, you know, are now in this year alone in over $100 million in apartment complexes across um, the United States. And I've been able to serve. I also high performance coach and I've been able to serve clients who are making. I can't say anything because it's all confidential, right? But like, the the businesses that are being created right now through my coaching, it's like everything's just exploding and it's so exciting. So it's really two different things, apartment syndication and high performance coaching, or is it all together? So tell us, just kind of yeah. explain what, what it is and how uh, it works. Well, here's, the th- here's how this works is I had this very strong embedded belief that you can be financially successful, but personally bankrupt, or you could be personally successful, but you're financially bankrupt. And, you know, when you are seeking out to invest, you're obviously wanting to grow your finances. Um, And a lot of people find success financially, and then they just feel empty, they feel displaced, they feel lonely. And then on the flip side, you have the people that are like, I want to do more, I just don't know how to activate what is already within me. I don't know how to discover it and how to like, really put this potential into the world. And so Mm -hmm. that's the marriage between the two worlds. And most people try to separate. um, Okay, no, you know, high performance coaching, like that's got to be over here in this box and investing is so, you know, mechanical it's over here. And yet we all have access to the same information. We all have access to the same books, podcasts, YouTube channels, everything, seminars, events. So why isn't everybody, you know, having a billion dollars assets under management or something like that? It's because we have this hindrance in our minds. So in my world, I am the conscious investor, like everything is married together. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what, what, what gets you out of bed every day? What's your motivation? Oh gosh. 
I am on this mission to serve and support the world. Specifically, Mm -hmm. like this year, my number one goal is to serve and support 50 people. And that's a mix on the coaching side and on the investing side. Like I want to know that I have, you know, supported 50 people and taking their first or next step. Because Mm -hmm. if we can cast that, if we just affect one person in the world, it casts a ripple effect. And so now you have this force multiplier effect that takes place. And so I just know if I can show up and be me, be authentically me and, and actually empower others to do that so that when they're investing, their investing isn't just dollars and cents. They're putting more into the community than just money. It gets me out of bed. I love my family. Don't get me wrong, but my family and, and I'm going to make some people cranky right now, but family, family is a moral and ethical responsibility and obligation. Like it's a good thing and it feeds us and it fuels us, but that's only going to get us so far. And we're here to serve and support our family. That's a given. But to me, there's, there is more, there's another layer that we're supposed to contribute in the world beyond that. I get it. I get it. So, so what, where, what are your roots? So how did you get, where did you start from and how did you get kind of from A to B? Did you have any challenges along the way? Do you have any stories of overcoming adversity? Tell us a little bit about how you got from where you were to where you are today. Yeah, always. Everybody, you cannot get anywhere in life without facing challenges and obstacles. I love Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. Every single person needs to read that book. Um, It's powerful. Uh, And and so the reality is, like, I started in a traditional, like, you know, strong family, and I was a third generation in real estate. um, and, And I went back and forth between residential real estate and Uh, public school education. And so I started a career. I I was an overachiever. I graduated college early and, and started teaching at the tender age of 22. And when they started handing out pink slips, I thought I was in a safe place. I thought this is a government job. I am a teacher. They are not Mm -hmm. going to, you know, like I have a a pension coming at the end of this. I've got summers Mm -hmm. off and I'm Mm -hmm. contributing to the world, helping raise the next generation. This all felt altruistic. It felt good. It was meeting, checking all the boxes. Um, and, And then when they start handing out pink slips and I did not receive one, but I was near that line of receiving one. I'm like, Oh, wait, somebody else has control in my life. Like, (laughs) I don't like that. Like, if I'm going to, this doesn't seem like a win-win here. And my family has always taught me, like, grandpa, dad, everybody, always find the win-win-win. Everybody needs to win for something to be a success. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm willing to be here, but you're going to just lay me off? I, I don't like this. So I went into residential real estate and also found in that space, I could be extremely successful and make right. so much more money than I did as a public school teacher. And it was yeah. amazing being able to go buy a new car and, you know, do yeah. all the fun stuff. Right. And, yes. and, and it also I squirreled away a lot of money. Um, and then I realized this is before the crash when there was a lot of like, you could fog the mirror, you could buy a house and oh my gosh, since I have the ethics and morals of, of my faith and, and things, I just like, oh my gosh, I did not have a thick enough skin. And so it's interesting, even when, as even saying this now with what I said earlier about how 
coaching and investing go hand in hand, it even shows itself here. It's like, well, I didn't like this part of teaching. So I pivoted, I went into full-time residential real estate sales, and yet I didn't have the wherewithal and the thick enough skin to manage and navigate that state, that space, um, to be internally congruent and successful and at rest. And so, um, you know, it just, that led me back into education, but in the meantime, I'm like, okay, we're, you know, have a rental and then have it, you know, you this little rental portfolio. So it, it it was really interesting. The straw that broke the camel's back was when our second daughter was born. Uh, it was, it felt so vulnerable and I, I tell the story often and I like, we had the reserves. It was fine. Like really nothing. Like we'd always had everybody paid on time. We never had a problem. I just felt vulnerable. And I told my husband, like we were at the top of the market. We thought we, we could have waited another three years and like cashed out even more. But I wouldn't be where I am now if we did that. Um, sure. And so sure. there's always a there's always you know flip sides to everything. And but through that process, uh, we ended up you know sitting on some money. And I'm like, I can't stand sitting on this money. It's being wasted. We need to invest. And my husband, you know, we have a great relationship of trust. And he's like, well, figure you know what you figure out what you want to invest in next. And and let's you know let's explore the options. And that's where I just syndication. So that's kind of like a real high level. Of course, there are some highs and lows in all of all of it, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, I get it. So, so talk a little bit about when you say you didn't have thick enough skin for real estate, what, talk, tell me a little bit. And the reason I'm asking is we, we actually just released uh, two different episodes where we talked to three different realtors, one of them being my mom and Lillian Jorgensen. And we just talked about what is the real deal with being a realtor? So maybe you can add to that conversation. So when you say your skin wasn't thick enough, talk to the folks about that. What does that mean? Wow. Okay. Well, let's, let's also add maybe some credibility here. (laughs) A little more. So my grandpa was a top performer for Century 21 and retired at 91. Um, And he was a centurion long before and in the Realtor magazine, like long before when you had to like do 10 pages thick of carbon copy. My dad was an elite agent. And then my son did the son-in-law thing like my dad and went into real estate after our first child was born. And now we have a Remax brokerage. So I am definitely, although I am not personally in the residential real estate game anymore. Even now I'm still connected to it by way of my husband's career. When I did not have thick enough skin, it was interesting because my overall worldview is I approach the world as people are good. People are honest. People are sincere. People are genuine. People will choose to do the right thing. Um, People will look out for others. And then you get into this residential real estate space when you know, you can fog a mirror and they're basically handing out money to, you know, like over leveraging all sorts of people. It was crazy. And, and to see how people would, um, and part of this is also, I was really, I was still young and obviously very naive because you could see my worldview. Although I still have that (laughs) worldview of looking at people in the best way possible. Um, it's, it's tempered now, but I was looking at, um, 
oh gosh, like, like there was an instance where they wanted me to sign these documents and they wanted like some other agent wanted in this particular deal, they wanted me to do things that were unethical. And I was a whistleblower. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. This is wrong. And it turns into this huge, big thing. And it didn't feel good. It really, I mean, I'm glad I chose to do what's right. Um, And then you'd people that would just kind of snake your clients from you. I'm like, why would you throw elbows? Like there is, I was always taught there is plenty of business out there for anyone who wants it. I'm like, why would you, why would you take my listing? Why would you take my buyer? Like, why would I've been working with this buyer for a long time? And you just told them that you're going to write the contract, even though, you know, I'm working with them and I showed them the house. Like things like that, I just like, these people are bonkers. I don't understand how they can think that this is a a way to not just um, live life, but like, how do you build a business like that? You know, yeah, yeah. it's a dog eat dog business. It really is. You know, the, the, the sad part about this, and you probably know this just from being in the business, you know, if you do a great job, you will have more business than you can handle. You can't, you know, you get referrals, you know, you go out and, and, and you know, service a hundred people and you start getting referrals from those hundred people and referrals from them. It's, uh, it's literally impossible to keep up with the, uh, with the opportunities that come in. So it is, it is rough when you've got other people trying to, you know, nip at your heels, uh, so to speak, when you're, grinding away so all right so one or two more questions and then i'll then i'll wrap up so what do you have a big lesson that you've learned out of your career what do you like to tell young people when you're speaking to folks what advice do you have for them as they're embarking on their professional journeys do what you love do more of what you love and then double down and do more of what you love if you're an artist and you love art, figure out a way to to create art all the time. Mm-hmm. I, it's a message that isn't taught in our world, and yet that's where we find our greatest success. And so we're taught that we have to go and we have to get a particular type of job so that we can have a particular type of lifestyle, and it's all this prescribed formula. And right. most people are really unhappy because it doesn't work for them. It is um, suffocating their actual inner purpose and their deeper talents and contribution to the world. So it will feel awkward and clunky and weird, but take that bet on yourself and Mm -hmm. live that out. Surround yourself with other people. Your friends need to be people that are growth-minded, people that know what what are your goals? What kind of life do you envision for yourself? And so being willing to bet on yourself and surrounding yourself with the right people. And it doesn't mean your network is your net worth. Like I have friends that are in other, other industries and do other things. And, um, and yet they're the people I just spent time with them this weekend. It's like, Oh no, we're going to talk about where we're going and we're going to support each other. We're going to help troubleshoot each other almost like a mastermind, but it's the deepest kind of friendship you could possibly have. And when you do that, your life becomes just unstoppable. And then you want to wake up every day because it's like, it's magic. Oh, wow. What's going to happen today? I already know I'm going to do something that I love. I'm going to have to do some tasks I don't love, but I'm going to love that. And now you're showing up in the world with this whole different, uh, another disposition. 
Right, right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So is there anything else you want to add to the conversation today? Was there anything I didn't ask you that you uh, want to chat about? Well, you know, let's let's say this. I would add that um, oftentimes I hear people get concerned when there is transition. So I serve a lot of um, investors who are transitioning into, you know, a new investment style. And so mm-hmm. that feels interesting. And I support client coaching clients who are oftentimes making huge transitions from a full-time, you know, corporate space into full-time real estate investing or other type uh, or starting their own businesses um, in another capacity. And in that process, there is inevitably a test upon test upon test. And one of those tests is, um, or oftentimes we see those and it's like, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And we start doubting ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so I just want to encourage, you know, the amazing listener that you've landed on your feet so far to this point in life because you're not six feet under or spread across the ocean. And so like, you're going to be okay. Like when the turbulence comes, it's a, it's oftentimes says, I'm going in the right direction. If I'm facing that resistance, that means that I'm catching the wind in my sails and it's going to be good and it's going to work out. So don't be afraid and don't listen to the news and all the people that are doomsday and everything, the sky is falling. Like every day is an opportunity and you have influence in your life to do really massive, big things. Right. And you know what? You hit on a couple of things that I talk about all the time. Number one is don't listen to the naysayers because they're all out there. They're all, yeah. they're, they're out there. You're surrounded by naysayers 10 to 1. Wherever you go, you talk about anything, there'll be somebody there. And the other thing I've noticed is I've seen a lot of people in my life go out there and start a business or start a venture and they go out there and they work, 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 work. And just to your point, they get frustrated or they get scared and they quit right before they're about to succeed. Like you can just watch somebody and you're in your mind going, this guy or this gal or these folks, these folks are going to make it. And then they just get scared, cold feet, or they panic and they stop right before the success comes. And you have to pay for your success in full in advance. So people forget that. And the success just arrives one day after you've done all this hard work. It's really uh, an amazing thing. So great, great point uh, to end with. So, Julie, how can folks get a hold of you if they want to learn more about you? I would love to get a hold of people. Um, Let's go two ways. Remember, I'm looking for 50 people. That's like, I don't need to influence a whole lot of people. I just want um, the conscious investors very much interested in supporting people in a deep, meaningful way versus a whole bunch of people that we don't even know. So uh, Three Keys Investments and the Conscious Investor Coaching, it is all about how do we actually deeply connect and support people. And so we're looking for 50 people that are looking for that next level in their life. Um, so you can reach out to me at julie at julieholly.com. You can just go to julieholly.com if you want and schedule a time That's to talk. Easy. You, can, I love it. <laughs> you can you can email me and my phone number is also pretty easy. You can you are welcome to call or text. It's 208 cuz it is a North Idaho number. Uh what is it? 603-0996. 
fantastic. Julie Holly, thank you so much for taking time to come in and chat with us today. We really enjoyed it. This will conclude another episode of the Go With John Show. Go out there and build something extraordinary. Thanks for coming in, Julie. Thank you so much.